Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers, your statistics in sports podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Tracy. And I am Corman Heller. And it is, uh, it is May 24th, 9.08 p.m. here on the East Coast. Uh, quarantine is alive and well, and our social lives are not. Uh, so since there's um, no sports still, we're just continuing along the, the path that we've taken of talking about random sports shit that might not be current. Um, and in effort to continue that today... I've got some baseball playoffs stuff. Corwin, are you ready to hear about it? Oh, I am ready, sir. So the thing I want to start with today is the worst performance in a baseball game in the playoffs. I wanted to know who really just fucked it up for their team in the playoffs in a single game. Um, and to do this, I used win probability added. And uh, we've discussed it before. Corbin, you're familiar with win probability added, right? I am. It is exactly as it sounds. If you're not, it is how much win probability a player added. Um, and it accumulates. <laughs> this won't be accumulated because it's literally one single game. But if it uh, had not been, uh, like, you can do this over a span and it can accumulate kind of like war. Um, I figured when probability added, it would be a little bit easier for this because war isn't really great over one game. Um, so that's anyway, that's how that's that's the prelude to this. So a really high win probability added. We discussed this when Corn and I talked about the World Series last year. A really high win probability added for a game is usually like point five, you know, point yeah. six. Uh small numbers are, are are very big, especially when you're talking about one game. So let's start with 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 uh, pitchers here. Um, I set I set it as just being less than or equal to zero because I really wasn't sure how big of a negative number I was going to get. Um, what do you think, in terms of win probability added, the worst pitching performance is in the postseason? Uh, negative point two. Oh my. Sweet, uh, sweet summer oh, child. Oh, no. Um, negative 1.587. What? Yes. Uh, like you, a solid what? You heard correct. Um, yeah. Phil Douglas of the New York Giants against the Philadelphia Phillies lost 9-10. to 10. And a complete game loss, pitched 8.1 innings, allowed, get ready, 20 hits, 10 runs, 7 of which were earned, 2 walks, 2 strikeouts, 2 home runs, in a game score of 9, uh, and an ERA for that game of 7.56. I... I... It's confusing to hear, isn't it? Very much so. Uh, uh, how, like, are you going to give me, like, the breakdown of, like, how he fucked this up? Can I have that breakdown? So, most of it really just comes from the sheer volume. So, this is, this game It is from uh, 1921. So, it's not surprising that he was allowed to pitch a complete game with, while allowing 20 hits. 
I mean, it's a little bit surprising because that seems, despite the era, fucking egregious. But uh, you can at least understand it better given the era. (sighs) So the thing with game score, which seems to be mostly how this is judged, is the there's there's not a lot of benefit towards accumulating innings unless you prevent runs and damage um you 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 get basically you start off with 50 points as a baseline and then you get you get points added on to your game score based on how many innings you pitch um which ha- there's a small scale to it and how many strikeouts you get because those are the two best things you can do uh get outs and get more specifically strikeouts and you lose points for allowing walks, hits, and earned runs. And this dude allowed, between walks and hits combined, 22 base runners, which is just bananas, and is negative 22 points on its own, and allowed seven earned runs, which is negative, I think, two points per? It might even be more than that. And so that's at least negative 14 points. I think it's actually three points lost per earned run. So it's actually probably more like negative 21, which is just ugly. Uh, and no one stopped him. No one was like, Phil, Phil, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> Get out of there. Uh, and just let this man suffer. That, uh, that, that's something where, like, if I was that athlete in this situation, just having that awful, of, like, historically awful of a performance, I don't know how I'd recover from that long term. Like, oh, I you really, wouldn't. I don't know how I could come back and be like, "All right, ready to go. Let's let's pitch another game today. Let's let's do our best, every everybody. Let's you know." play hard for the win it's like dude i i'm just here i'm just trying not to die out here man so real quick um i actually had forgot to set uh playoffs as a requirement for this so this actually isn't a playoff game but i didn't realize that at first because the game's from october 1st and it's not a playoff game interesting in 1921 which that's just okay, okay. weird right Don't get it but sure uh, uh, I don't understand, and I'm not going to try. So, instead, I'll just offer you this, uh, the worst performance from a playoff game from a pitcher, um, since now I've actually managed to adjust my screen for that. Um, ooh, there's a few really, way more recent selections up here. Um, so it's still not good. Uh, our boy Ron Reed, uh, pitching for the Philadelphia Phillies against the Cincinnati Reds in a 6-7 to seven loss, had a win probability added of negative 0.937, which is real, real bad. Christ. Uh, he did so. He pitched, oof, he pitched two innings, five hits, four runs, all of them earned, one walk, one strikeout, two home runs. And that is not a well uh, a well pitched game right there, my friend. I'll tell you that. Uh, certainly blew that NLCS game three. But uh, um, does the name Jose Valverde mean anything to you? Uh, not even a little. Our boy Jose Valverde uh, pitched this gem in 2012, 
So very recently for the Detroit Tigers, uh, he, um, where did I just go? Sorry, this is the second worst pitching performance all time in the postseason, and of course it belongs to a pirate or not to a pirate to to a tiger. Uh, both equally sad franchises. Why, why did you go out of your way to try and hurt me there? Uh, because you deserve it. Um, yeah, 0.2 innings pitched. Four hits, three runs, all of them earned. No walks, one strikeout, a, an ERA in that game of 40.5, and a win probability added of negative 0.9515. Oof. Not a great game. I wonder what the most recent um, game score fuck up is here. Um, because you don't, I, I was, I wasn't sure which dates I was really expecting to get from this. Because when I think about poor win probability added, I have to think to myself, well, going to old time baseball players makes a lot of sense because they were left in forever, and a lot of them got lit up a ton, but just like wouldn't allow runs because scoring runs in baseball is super hard. Um, but at the same time, like in the home run era that we live in. Getting modern players would make sense too. Um, so it was a tough call. The worst recent performance, uh, this makes so much sense, uh, is Carlos Martinez uh, in the St. Louis Atlanta game that St. Louis lost in the NLDS game three this year. Uh, he pitched one inning, three hits, three runs, all earned, two walks, two strikeouts, a win probability added of negative 0.739, and an ERA of 27. I remember this game. Do you remember this game? I don't think so. This was the game where Carlos Martinez was talking like a ton of shit um, as the closer for the St. Louis Cardinals, mm -hmm. and then proceeded to immediately get lit the fuck up. I I like I remember that happening. I don't think I can like vividly remember the game itself. Uh I can appreciate that, but it is uh I I I I remember him getting absolutely fucking roasted for this. Cuz I think I'm trying to remember and I I can look it up. Uh yeah, I can look it up. I can click on this link right here. My 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 cursor's over it. I can look at it easy as pie. And I'm not going to do it. Um, if I recall correctly, he, um, he got like the first out and then like, just talked like a fuck ton of shit and then just got absolutely decimated. Um, I'm now going to look at it. Uh, he got the first out. He got Colton Wong to ground out and then, oh no, wait, am I looking at the right plot, right spot? No, here it is. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. No, no, this is, this is bad. So he comes into the game. He immediately allows, on an 0-1 pitch, a double to Josh Donaldson. And then he strikes out Nick Markakis. So there's, there's one out. Um, then he strikes out Danny Echeverria. Then they intentionally walk Brian McCann, because I guess that's a thing they thought was a good idea. And then Dansby Swanson hits a double to, uh, to score um, one run. And then Adam Duvall singles to score uh, two more runs, and then he walks Ronald Acuna and lines out Ozzy Albies to end the inning. Uh, anyway, not a good outing. And Carlos Martinez, I remember coming off as a total bitch for that. 
So there you go. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, um, he sucks. I I hate that like he has fallen off a complete cliff because I had just started getting into like fantasy baseball and like actually watching baseball when he was still like a really hyped guy. Um, and he's just kind of uh, taking a taking a little cliff dive lately. Well, that's the uh, the tough part about relief pitchers, you know they mm-hmm. they well, they do that. Relief pitcher. He wasn't. He is now though. Oh, well. Like he would yeah. use a starter, and then he just kept getting hurt, and it's like, all right, dude, we're gonna we're gonna sit you down. I don't even remember him as a starter. I believe you. I just don't even remember him as a starter. I, damn. All right. All right. So what? So with 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 uh with the batters. Uh, first, let me ask you: What is your impression of who the worst, what the worst win probability added here for a single game is for batters? I feel like it can't be nearly as high, just because there's such a limit to like the negative, uh, like what you can do to destroy a game compared to a pitcher. Like a pitcher can go in and just absolutely fuck your shit up consistently the entire time. A batter is limited in the damage he can do. So I'll say negative 0.8. It's actually even lower than that. It's, uh, or higher? It uh, depends on your perspective. Negative uh, 0.563 is the worst. So yeah, that, that that's pretty fucking bad. But you're right. Yeah. It's not nearly as bad as what the but pitchers you, were. You blew me away with the last number. So I just was hedging my bet there. So what do you think this batting line looks like for our mystery man sitting here on top of the negative win probability added leaderboard for the playoffs? What do you think he did? In a single game, I think he went 0 for 6 with three strikeouts, three grounding into double plays. So I actually don't have grounding into double plays here, although that would make this so much more interesting. Um he did go 0 for 6. I'll give you that. He had seven plate appearances. He went 0 for 6 with one walk, um, one intentional walk and a strike. Well, oh, it's the walk was intentional. Sorry. One intentional walk and a strikeout. Who intentionally walks the guy who's 0 for 6? Uh, people who are dumb. I don't know. I, I don't have an actual answer for who would do that. Uh, so the our mystery batsman is Felix Milan, career seventeen point six WAR getter. Um, he played for the Braves and the Mets. This happened when he was on the Mets. This happened in the nineteen seventy three World Series. The Mets were in the seventy three World Series. Sure, why not? Did you know that? No. They actually won this game too. They won ten to seven. Naturally, uh, that's just how that goes. All right. So not only was Felix Milan walked in this game intentionally, he was the only intentional walk of the game. Again, sure. Why not? What happened? <laughs> I uh, asking the wrong dude over here. He's also invo- involved in two of the top five plays. By win probability added in one, he uh, hit into a double play, and then the other one, he hit a pop fly. Uh, oh, Felix! Oh, Felix! Wow, Willie Mays was in this World Series. Holy shit! Jesus, 
That what a fun series. Yo, seriously, what the fuck is the 1973 World Series? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what makes this even more um, interesting is Felix Milan was the was the um, second batter in the Mets lineup and went 0 for 6. Uh, Does that wait? That makes it so much worse that he was intentionally walked, though, right? Yeah, like that's not something where I know, like analytics, we can dig into, like, oh, you shouldn't do those kind of things. That's just not smart. But like, even without the analytics side of this, that just seems like such a waste. He's the exact kind of guy you want to be brought up to the plate in these situations. Yeah, hold like, on. In his 1973 stats. All right, here's his 1973 batting line. Oh, um, oh my God! All right, one second. So, uh, his 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 triple slash line is 290, 332, 352 for an OPS of 685, which is an OPS of OPS plus of 92, and he got MVP votes for this because, of course, he did. Uh, yo, I don't understand the sport of baseball what the <laughs> fuck it doesn't make any sense all right i also found the inning in which he was intentionally walked and i'm just gonna read it out because i didn't i didn't look through it without reading without uh i i, I can't i can't read in general or right now anyway so the mets come up the mets are batting they're behind two to three and the athletics pitcher vita blue an all-timer name is pitching um so Rusty Staub strikes out. Yeah. Cleon Cleon Jones walks, and then John Milner comes up and singles, and then they pull Vita Blue for Horacio Pena. That is another wonderful name. <laughs> um, Horacio Pena proceeds to immediately hit Jerry Grote. Um, so Milner goes to second. So we've got a man on first and second, one out. Then. Don Hahn. Yo, what is this series? Who are these people? Don Hahn singles to third base on a ground ball. Uh, Jones scores, Milner scores, and Grote goes to second. Who the fuck's Jones? Who got on? Oh, Cleon Jones. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, then Bud Harrelson comes up. He singles to right field. Milner scores. Grote goes to third. Hahn goes to second. So we got uh, one run in. I guess uh, it should be sorry, two runs in. So it's four to three now in the favor in favor of the Mets. Um, Daryl Knowles replaces Horacio Pena pitching. Ed Cranepool pitched pinch hits for Harry Parker, and Jim Beauchamp pinch hits for Ed Cranepool. Wait, what? Wait, what? Uh, what? So, uh, uh. uh <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just laughing at how your mind has melted because of I, this. I can't even. So, uh, all right. So, so I'm going to read it again. Daryl Knowles replaces Horacio Pena pitching and batting ninth. Okay, that makes sense. Horacio Pena faced three batters and fucked up all three of them. Ed Crane pulled pinch hits for Harry Parker batting ninth. Okay, that makes sense. Jim Beauchamp pinch hits for Ed Cranepool batting ninth? Why? Why? Again, Josh, Why? I can't answer these kinds of questions because they just don't make sense. Oh my god, I don't get it. 
Um, all right. So then, so so Darren Knowles comes up to face eventually Jimbo Champ, and um, uh, who reaches on an E one because of throw to home. Grote scores on an unearned run, no RBI. Hans Hans scores also, no earned unearned run, no RBI. Harrelson goes to third. Um, then Wayne Garrett comes up. He strikes out looking. So there's two outs now, and there's a man on third. Um, and so far, four runs have scored this inning. So that so then comes up our boy Felix Milan. So there's a man on third. There's two outs, and you're facing a man who batted 290 <laughs> in the regular season, and they intentionally walk him to face uh. Rusty Staub, who does uh, fly out to end the inning. I, well, I mean, it, I guess it, it works out for them that that's what happened, but like here you have Felix Milan. Who again batted 290 for the regular season and has come up to this is his, I think, th- third trip to the plate so far this game and has done nothing with either of them. Um, and how bad is how bad is Roger Staub that that, that that's who they prefer? Rusty, Rusty Staub, that's who they preferred to face. I, I just don't understand the gamesmanship of it, if I'm being honest with you. I mean. Unless Staub is like an actually like decent hitter, walking a guy who bats two ninety. I mean, two ninety is a pretty decent stat line. Um, I get why you think you know. Oh, it's bound to happen at some point because he's been able to do it. Whatever. I can get that side of it, but if if Staub's like a decent hitter in any way, that's just nuts to me. So Felix Milan. 17.6 career war. Rusty Staub, 45.8. Um, in 1973, with the Mets, again, Milan's tr- slash line, 290, 332, 353. Rusty Staub's, 279, 361, 421 for a 781 OPS and a 118 OPS plus, a full 26 points higher than Felix uh, Milan. And I understand that OPS plus wasn't around back then, but still, it's the sentiment of the matter. Um, Staub hit 15 home runs that year to Milan's three. Uh, oh my god! I mean, it's they're not even close. I understand that his batting average was 11 points lower, but his on base was 10 points higher, and his slugging was 70 points higher. I mean, oof, God! Again, it, I guess it worked out, but that's just. Absolutely bizarre. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't have any actual reasons for doing this. I mean, I know baseball's different without analytics backing the stuff up, so whatever. Uh truly. Um I wanna know who has the most home runs in a negative win probability win probability added game. What do you think the most home runs is in a negative win probability added game in the playoffs? Zero. You're close. It's one. So it's only been done three times. Um, 
Brian McCann in 2005, which oh, I completely good. forgot he was been he played that long. Um, Mike Schmidt in 1980 and Greg Nettles in 1980. Um, Brian McCann's slash uh, or uh, stat line for Game Four of the NLDS as a member of the Atlanta Braves against the Houston Astros in a six to seven loss. Eight plate appearances, eight at bats, one run, one hit, a home run, an RBI, four strikeouts, a negative zero point four five seven win probability added. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you got to be real bad. I like. I would love to see the difference in that value if you change that home run to like a strikeout or a flyout, whatever it may be, just to see like how bad their game actually was where even a home run can't save them. Well, interestingly enough... Also, uh, I mean, it, it could just be like where they're losing so much that the run doesn't really add anything at all. Well, they, they, it was a one-run game, so I'd have to imagine that um, if he had... I'm sure that there was... I, I don't I don't feel like going through the, the log of this game like I did with the last one, but I bet if we looked that he came up, he came up with a guy on at some point and fucked it up. Yeah, as that as that always seems to be the case with a guy in a slump coming up in an important situation with a man on base, but fucking oh well. Um, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and go to the positive side of this. Okay. Um, I wanted to know what pitcher had the most win probability added in a single playoff game. Do you have any impression as to what this number might be? Not even close. You don't even want to guess? No idea. I, I have no context. So I originally, because I I uh, saw so many answers above one when I did the pitching one on the other side, granted I forgot to do it for the playoffs specifically, but still, since I saw it, I figured I'd make it above one for the, uh, for the, the positive side. And there was only one player and one game ever to have a greater than one win probability added in the postseason as a pitcher. Do you want to take a guess at who that pitcher is? Uh, Roger Clemens. That is a great guess. It's not right, but that is a great <laughs> guess. Thank you. It is brrr, Babe Ruth. <laughs> no way, really? Way. Sarah's straight up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 1.082 win probability added as a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox against the Brooklyn, were they the Robins at this point? Um, uh, I'll say Dodgers. It was 19, no, it's 1916. They have to be the Dodgers. Um, he pitched a 14-inning complete game. Six hits, one run. It was earned. Three walks, four strikeouts, one home run. A 97 game score, which is very high. Um and uh, yeah, zero point six four ERA. Now, would his batting line as a pitcher count towards that win probability added? I'm going to say no, based on a different um, query that I ran that we'll certainly get to eventually. Um, no, they actually were the Brooklyn Robins at this point. Damn. Um, so I'm, go I'm gonna again. I'm gonna say no. In case you're wondering, though, I do have his batting line for that game here. Uh, he pitched last because I guess being, or he hit last, but so because I guess being Babe Ruth doesn't change the fact that uh, pitchers can't hit. I don't know. Um, five at bats, 
no runs, no hits, one RBI, two strikeouts, no walks, five plate appearances, a slash line of 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, and a negative 1.91 uh, win probability added as a batter. Okay, there you go. That uh, that only makes me more confused. <laughs> Honestly, fucking yeah, really. Uh, goddamn. <laughs> uh, shit. So there are several people who there there are two people who have at least a point nine. Um, Dave McNally in nineteen sixty nine in the ALCS uh, as a member of the Baltimore Orioles against the Minnesota Twins. Um, he pitched an eleven inning complete game shutout, which fuck, goddamn, that's insane. Um, and honestly, tell me which of these stat lines sound more impressive to you: Babe Ruth's, which I'll read again for you if you need it. Or Dave McNally's 11 innings pitched, three hits, no runs, um, five walks, 11 strikeouts. Can I hear Babes again? 14 innings pitched, six hits, one run, which was earned, three walks, four strikeouts, and one home run. I gotta say McNally? Yeah, and it's like easy, right? Yeah, like that's not really... Like, sure, he walked five dudes and that's... Uh, you know, arguably a lot of walks, but every other number is much better, except for innings pitched. Yeah, I was going to say, so Babe wins on innings pitched by three, 14 to 11. Uh, McNally wins on hits, three versus Babe, six. McNally wins in runs, zero to one, and therefore earned runs, zero to one. He loses on walks, five to three. He blows Ruth out the water with strikeouts, uh, 11 to four. And obviously, because he allowed no runs, he has no he allowed no home runs. So zero to one in that front too. I guess Babe just makes up the ground in the innings pitch, but that seems kind of weak. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. Baseball historians have always made me question the 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 theories behind how they choose what is better or not. I mean, granted. We sit here and preach, you know, don't be a, don't be a box score scout, you know, don't just pull numbers off a page and say, oh, this is better than this just on that. But we don't have film for this game and we haven't watched this game because we're not a hundred years old. So it's what we got and uh, we're going to do it. And the McNally game is just flat out better. Uh, Yeah, you ain't going to get an argument out of me. Um, the, so I have the, the, the minimum win probability added needed to be on this list set to 0.5. A few people who have recently done this in one game, uh, Max Scherzer in, uh, this most recent postseason in the NLCS game two, um, when the, when they beat St. Louis also, and Sanchez in NLCS game one against St. Louis this past year, both of them got over a 0.5 win probability added. Uh, also recently, Justin Verlander in the 2017 ALCS, Steven Strasburg in the 2017 NLDS, John Lester in the 2016 NLDS, Madison Bumgarner in the 2016 World Series, um, and then there, there's more. I could keep going on for forever. There's a, there's plenty of Madison Bumgarner on this list. Yusmero Petit makes a weird appearance on this list. Uh, I see Tim Lincecum come down there, which is kind of cool. Um, uh, Mark Burrell, uh, tons of fun old names uh, slowly creeping up on this list. But yeah, so this seems like something that definitely happens, but 
it happens enough for it to be, I guess, relatively common, but rare enough that those games seem like a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, what's the most recent game of this? Uh, it would be Max Scherzer's um, NLCS game two. Okay. Of this past postseason, I wonder I, what the. F- I just wanted to make note of that so I could go back and watch it this week. Oh, I remember that it was a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fewest innings pitched in order to get on this list. Remember the minimum win probability added is set to zero point five. What do you think the fewest innings pitched is on this list? Uh, point one. Oh, God, no, but I wish. <laughs> 1.0. Really? Yeah, 1.0. Derek Lowe in the 2003 really? ALDS Game 5, Boston against Oakland, in which Boston won 4-3. to three. Damn, okay. Yeah. Uh, one inning pitched, zero hits, zero runs, one walk, two strikeouts. Uh, a ga- not even, doesn't even register as a game score. How amazing is that? Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah, there's one other person that was fewer than two innings pitched, and it's uh, Dick Donovan in the 1959 World Series as a member of the White Sox against the Dodgers, which is a hilarious name. Um, I am truly convinced that prior to like 1998, let's just say, um, all names in baseball were just randomly generated. All right, I'm going to play a game with you then. I'm just going to read some names off this list, and I want you to tell me old. Um, Pre pre nineteen seventy five or post? Okay. Um, Darren O'Day. Post. Yeah, yeah, he, he's still in baseball. Uh, that was, but that name certainly sounds old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Um, Marv Grissom. Pre. Yeah, nineteen fifty four. Oh, this is really close. Tug McGraw. Oh, I'm gonna say post. It is pre, but barely 1973. Okay. All right. Um, uh, you know all the new, the recent ones, though. I was going to say Steven Strasburg. Um, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, um, uh, Blix Donnelly. Uh, Brix Donnelly? Blix. B-L-I-X. Blix Donnelly. I'm going to say post. Pre. Pre-1944. Wow. Damn, okay. John Rocker. Uh, post. Post, yeah. Um, Roger McDowell. I'll say post as well. It is also post. Um, Roy Face. Uh, pre. Yeah, Roy Face. His last name is Face. Yeah, that's one of those generic things that, like, back in the day, like... You're named after like the profession you do. So like that guy was unemployed. People were just looking at his face all the time. Roy Face. George Earnshaw. Oh boy, George Earnshaw. I'll say pre. Pre. You're good at this game. Yes. Uh, Steve Avery. Post. Yeah, it really is like night and day for these like like Chief Bender. Yeah, like that's definitely pre. Joe McGinnity. Pre. Yeah, I mean, like, oh my God, it's so night and day. This is hilarious. It's just like people agreed as a society without like making a fuss of it. Just like, 
you know what? Let's just stop having funky names. Let's just be normal for once. Ooh, so now this is interesting in a total aside, but I just saw the name Bill James, and there is a baseball player named Bill James. Who do you think is better, Bill James, the old-timey pitcher, or Bill James, the sabermetrician? Without uh, knowing anything about Bill James, the pitcher. Who's better at baseball? Who's better uh, at whatever they did? Oh, I'll say Bill James, the analytics guy, is better than Bill James, the pitcher. Yeah, Bill James, the pitcher, has 8.7 career war. That's still but a fair he, amount, but like Bill James changed baseball. But Bill James, the pitcher, did win the 1914 World Series. Well, Bill James, the analytics guy, actually might have won a World Series. That that sounds like something he would have done with Boston. I think he is part of their front office, technically. Yeah, like, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, he gets a ring, so I think that counts. Actually, you know, it's interesting, uh, uh, more sad than anything else. Bill James, the baseball player, certainly lost his career due to World War One because he pitched in 1913, 1914, 1915, and then a mysterious three-year gap before playing again in 1919. I was just about to say, like, in all likelihood, if his career ended because of World War One, he also likely died in World War One, but he didn't, and he came back to pitch. He did. He pitched in one game through 5.1 innings with two earned runs, um, uh, no decision, which honestly, like, that's super respectable, but I guess it just wasn't enough. Uh, anything else you'd care to hear from the pitching side of this? Absolutely not. All righty then. Any impression about what the best batting performance is by win probability added, what that number looks like? I think it's going to be really high, so I'm going to say it's like, I'm going to say it's also 1.1. It's not. You're right. It is really high. Um, and I will say that you definitely know who the first two people are on this list and why they're on top of this list. Juan so, Soto. Not Juan Soto. It actually specifically says here, not Juan Soto. <laughs> um, so the the man who did this, has a 0.964 win probability added in one single postseason game. It was pretty recent. Do you have any impression of who this might be and why they might be here? Derek Jeter? Not Derek Jeter. Do you want a hint? Yeah, I do. It involves a triple. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Shit. Uh, uh, I'm going to be sitting here debating this for too long. I, Someone, I someone's out there like screaming at their phone. I know. I fucking know. Uh, I can't. You ready? Yeah. David Freeze. No. Fuck. David Freeze, game six, St. Louis Cardinals against the Texas Rangers in that 10 to 9 win when he hit that fucking triple in the Bottom of the ninth. We're going back to Dallas or whatever the fuck it was. Um, or back to St. Louis. I forget. No, it was the bottom. It must have been. I don't remember. Uh, it was 2011. That was a while ago. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Six plate appearances, five at bats, one run, two hits, uh, a triple, a home run, three RBIs, a walk, one strikeout, and a colossal win probability added. I'm just so ashamed of myself. All right, now the second one 
The second guy, again, you definitely know who this is, and you definitely know why they get this very high uh, 0.87 win probability added, but this might be a little bit trickier. It's from the 80s. Um, and it's uh, it, it was from uh, an all-California World Series. Involved a very famous home run. Do you know who this is? Uh, the 80s. I'm going to go... Uh, was Keith Hernandez playing for the Dodgers yet in the 80s? Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez. No, I don't... Oh, was he? Okay, well, I assume it's not Keith Hernandez then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, it is not. <laughs> Um, shit. Um, you had the team right, though. Oh, okay. So it's the Dodgers. Uh, Mookie Betts. <laughs> Suck a dick. Uh, you give up? Yeah. Kirk Gibson. Damn. So for anyone unaware, uh, in the World Series, Game 1, actually. I always forget it was Game 1. Um, the The Dodgers are down against Oakland, and Oakland has their closer in. Uh, who at the time was uh, fucking, oh, I want to do this without looking. God damn it. Dennis Eckersley. And Kirk Gibson was didn't play in the game because he had like a, he had a hurt leg, a bum hip. I think it was a bum hip. Something was wrong with his hip. Um, and he like hobbles up to the, and, and they were down by one run. They had a man on. They needed uh, just the, the chance for a home run. And Kirk Gibson comes up hobbles up is more like it. And you know, it's against Dennis Eckersley, who is in the Hall of Fame for very good reason. And he just demolishes one. Um wins the game for the 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 Dodgers, does a very famous like arm like Tiger Woods like fist pumping as he like limps around the base paths. Uh phenomenal, phenomenal moment that's on like Every single postseason series uh, pregame highlights, you know, when like they show you all those uh, famous moments from World Series past, it's like always on that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, it, so he's literally here with a with a zero point eight seven zero win probability added for a one plate appearance performance. One plate appearance, one at bat, one run, one hit, one home run, two RBIs. Damn. Yeah, ain't that some shit? That is, in fact, some shit. Um, I wish some... we could do these with football so I could have like any chance of getting these right. Oh, my, my chance of getting that right would go out the fucking window. <laughs> Certainly wouldn't happen. Uh, I don't recognize a lot of these. Uh, or at least I don't recognize these performances. Like Third on this list is Steve Garvey from the 1984 NLCS. And it's like, yeah. I have no fucking clue who that is or what he did. Um, or even like Lance Berkman from the 2011 World Series, the same the same game actually as David Freeze's uh, walk-off performance or um, game-tying performance, but I have zero recollection of, of Lance Berkman in that game. So clearly I need to rewatch that game. Sorry, Rangers fans. Um, also, it's weird seeing like, Raul Ibanez in the 2012 ALDS for the Yankees because like I know he was on those teams and I constantly forget it because Raul Ibanez was so old. Um, I would like to share with you another name as part of our game though. 
uh, pre-1975 or post-1975, because I'm genuinely curious as to which you think it's going to be. Ready? Yeah. Cookie Lava Ghetto. Cookie Lava Ghetto. So Cookie inherently doesn't throw me anything, because we got Cookie Carrasco, who's, I guess, actually named Carlos. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say post. Three. I also would have guessed post, though, because like those kinds of like more whimsical names mm-hmm. feel much more modern. But Cookie Lavaghetto played from 1934 as a Pittsburgh Pirate until 1947 as a member of uh, whatever team Brooklyn was called at that point. Uh, barring four years from military service for World War II. Um, he had a tw- 12.2 career war and was a four-time All-Star. And his actual name is Harry Arthur Lavaghetto and somehow got nicknamed Cookie. And I want to know why, but I don't know how to find it. I don't care enough to dig it up. So, Touché. there you go. All right, what do you think the most home runs is on this uh, leaderboard? Again, uh, the minimum required win probability added to be on this is also 0.5. So who do you think got the most home runs? Uh, and what do you, Or what at least what do you think that number is? Uh, I'll say three home runs. Wow, nail on the fucking head. It is three. Uh, done by Adam Kennedy um, sure. for Anaheim in 2002 in the ALCS win uh, in game 5 against Minnesota a 13 to 5 butt fucking in game 5 um goddamn how much it must absolutely suck to be a Minnesota Twins fan um they never win and when they don't win it's really bad uh at least they'll always have Joe Maurer ah <laughs> uh, yeah they can really rest their laurels on the successful uh, runs those franchise that franchise had during his tenure there. Um, oh wait, uh, I don't know. Is there anything you, you particularly care to hear from this list? Um, no, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, who do you think has the most stolen bases? Uh, Ichiro Suzuki, Alex Rodriguez. What? Stole two stolen base, stole two bases in one game in the 2004 ALDS as a member of the New York Yankees. And do you want to guess what team it was against? The New York Yankees? No, it was for the Yankees. Yeah, like it was a it was a, a scrimmage. Uh, Boston Red Sox. <sighs> the Minnesota Twins. Oh shit! That was always toss- that was a toss up, and I it's always against, especially those era Yankees. It's always against the Twins. Um. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, two stolen bases, six six at bats, six plate appearances, four at bats, a run, uh, two hits, uh, two doubles, two walks, two stolen bases. That's a lot of twos. Zero point six one seven. When probably they added. Really, real quick, did did you know that Larry Walker played for St. Louis? Because I I don't realize that. Larry Walker. No. Yeah. Yeah, because he is here um, with a six hundred win probability added. Um, as a member of the St. Louis Cardinals in the 2004 World Series against Boston. And uh, that makes me yeah. like Larry Walker less. He had one and a half seasons with St. Louis, which I'm sure we talked about because we talked about him a lot when he was um, 
up for the, the most recent round of Hall of Fame voting, but mm-hmm. I don't recall that tidbit at all. Yeah, I don't either. All right. Uh, I have one final thing, and then I'm all out of uh, super fun and juicy baseball stats. Um, it is still been probability added just because I was curious, but just all time uh, career regular season win probability added. Um, let's start with pitchers because I think we've been starting with pitchers. Who do you think has the most career win probability added? I will say, oh man, I, uh, Greg Maddox. An excellent choice. Number three on this list. Okay. Um, I'll go with Roger Clemens, who I guessed earlier. Again, an excellent guess. Number two on this list. Uh, um, I, I, I have to give it to you because I would have never give me 10,000 guesses. Never would have guessed who this is. You ready? Yeah. So just for reference, Greg Maddox, 59.455 win probability added for his career. Uh, Roger Clemens, I'm just going to round at this point, 77.7 win probability added for his career. Lefty Grove sits at the top of this list with just under an 82 win probability added. Yeah, I, uh, hmm, I, I don't know who that person is. Now, don't get me wrong. Lefty Grove, um, Hall of Fame pitcher, 106.7 career war. Uh, MVP, two-time cri- triple crown winner, nine-time ERA title winner, or holder, getter, uh, six-time All-Star, and two-time World Series champion, uh, played for 17 years. Like, going through his base reference page, tons of black ink, you know, like, phenomenal, phenomenal baseball player. But not one of the dudes that sticks out the way that, like, the two dudes you named do. Um I don't have a good reason why. I mean, he has over 100 career war, and that's, like, pretty hard to do. Um, but still, just so odd, right? Mm-hmm. Very much so. So number four on this list is Warren Spahn, um, okay. famous left-handed pitcher, um, often considered one of like, the, the top three dudes up there with uh, uh, Randy Johnson and, 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 and the like. Number five is a relief pitcher. Wow. Is it? Mariano? It is Mariano Rivera with 56.591 win probability added, only three fewer than Greg Maddox. I mean, it, it's Mariano, so I, I just, I get it. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? Yeah, like he's just that good. And he, like and he did when it. He got in much. the Hall of Fame, like he's the only guy who is unequivocally the best player at his position in history. Like, no debate. Yeah, it has him just ahead of guys like Pedro Martinez at number six. Tom, sorry, Tom Seaver at number six. Pedro Martinez at number seven. Randy Johnson at number eight. Um, it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, the number of games played he has, six out like a sore thumb here as well. Warren Spahn, 750. Tom Seaver, 656. Mariano Rivera, 1115. Game started 10. <laughs> I'm surprised it's that many. Wait, had, he started 10 games in his career? 
Yeah, I have zero recollection. Those must be from like really early in his career when he was because you know that he comes from that era when like all pitchers were trying to be starters and then got put in the bullpen later on. Right. Um, yeah, literally all ten starts are from his uh, his rookie year. Makes sense. Yeah, he went five and three, five point five one ERA, nineteen games, ten starts. Uh, two games finished, 67 innings pitched. Uh, nothing here looks good. And then the next, and an, e, an ERA plus of 84, which is not good. ERA plus is the same thing as OPS plus in terms of reading it. The next season in the bullpen, uh, 240 ERA plus. Third place Cy Young finish, 12th place MVP finish. Yeah, uh, nice little turnaround there. Yeah, so, yes, yeah, uh, someone say. God, I love Mariana Rivera and his insane looking. Uh, stats page so much. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, uh, he is the all-time record holder for games finished, um, saves, and ERA plus because it's Mo. He is crazy like that. God damn it. Um, anything you care to hear? Any pitchers you want to hear to see how high they are on this list, or do you want to move to the batting side? Uh, let's go to batting. All right. Who do you think has the most win probability added of all the batters in baseball history? Uh, I'm going to say that Babe Ruth and Barry Bonds are one and two with Ted Williams there at three. Uh, Well, you hit the nail on the head for most of it. Barry Bonds is number one with 127.6. Babe Ruth is second with 104.5. Ted Williams is fourth at 102. There is someone just ever so close, uh, far ahead of him, ever ever so near to him, but ahead of him at number three. Would you like to wager a guess? Lou Gehrig. Another sterling guess. He's sitting there at number seven. It is Willie May. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, that would have been like my fifth guess, but yeah. Yeah, but th- like th- this list of batters is so much more intuitive. Uh, mm-hmm. In order, I'll just give you like the top ten. Where, where's Hank Aaron? That was going to be my guess. Ah, uh, Hank Aaron's number five, right behind Ted Williams. Damn. Okay. So you really had them all. Um, so I, I would have had the top five just in a weird order. That's pretty much. Pretty yeah. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. No. The, the, this list, as I again, I'm going to read out, makes just oh so much sense. Um, Barry Bonds, Babe Ruth, Willie Mays, Ted Williams, Hank Aaron, Mickey Mantle. Lou Gehrig, Stan Musial, Mel Ott, Jimmy Fox, and that's the top 10. Then just to keep going, Willie McCovey, Frank Robinson, Albert Pujols, Ricky Henderson, someone named Joe Morgan, uh, Billy Williams. (laughs) Oh, I don't know who these are anymore. Frank Thomas, Carl Yastrzemski, Chipper Jones, Johnny Mize. Yeah, then it keeps going. Um, Who do you think Joe Morgan? Oh, no, we talked about Joe Morgan before. That's right. This is the guy who played for Cincinnati with a hundred career war, who's in the Hall of Fame, two-time MVP, two-time World Series, ten-time All-Star, a All-Star MVP, five-time Gold Glove, Silver Slugger, and two-time Major League Player of the Year. Who played for twenty-two years, um, and just like was never bad. And neither of us ever heard of him. Yeah, yeah. He um, he, av- he had a hundred and five. 100.5 career war. He broke 10 war one time when he had 11 war in 1975. He was part of the Big Red Machine in, in Cincinnati. Um, 
he he was either like far above five war or like not close to it. Um, he had his 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 career in the seventies is nuts. From nineteen seventy two to nineteen seventy six, here's his war by season. Ready? Nine point mm-hmm. three, nine point three, eight point six, eleven, nine point six. Um, which is a ridiculous four-year stretch. In those four years, he accumulated 47.8 war, which is nearly half of his war. Um, and then outside of that, he had a very good career. Um, but I guess not... I guess he just was never one of those dudes, you know? Which, again, makes sense in a 22-year career. And to have it spread out like that. And then who the fuck's Billy Williams? Uh, he's in the Hall of Fame. I have no idea who it is, though. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to read out his stats page. It's, his stats page is very good. There you go. Um, any players are interested in finding out where they are on the all-time batter win probability added leaderboard? Um, Mike Trout. <laughs> oh, now that is an interesting question. Let's look for the fish man. Um, he is number 60 on this list. 42.95 career win probability added. That puts him just below Rafael Palmero and just above Reggie Smith. Um, he's below a few notable names that are just above him. Um, Edgar Martinez at 44.3. Vlad Guerrero Sr. at 45.3. Um Rod Carew at 45.2. Ken Griffey Jr. at 46.6. Ooh, Jason Giambi and Roberto Clemente very close to each other there at 48.3 and 48.75 respectively. Um, Ooh, Joey Votto is higher than Mike Trout. 50. Yeah. Yeah, the Votto. That's the god. Uh, Anyone else you want to hear their position? Uh, Roberto Clemente. I just read his, 48.75. I missed that, and I am sorry. I forgive you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me just actually um, make this active players only so we can see if there's anyone active above Mike Trout. I can't imagine there is. Oh, there are, I well, Joey Votto, no shit, I just read his name. Uh, Albert Pujols and, Mel- and Miguel Cabrera are also ahead of Mike Trout, um, which makes intuitive sense. They've been playing for longer than he has. Um, this is a boring list. The top 10 is uh, Albert Pujols, Miguel Cabrera, Joey Votto, Mike Trout, Paul Goldschmidt, Ryan Braun, Andrew McCutcheon, Freddie Freeman, Anthony Rizzo, and Bryce Harper. And Giancarlo Stan at number 11. Uh, but yeah, this list is whatever. Uh yeah, that's all I got, really. Anything else you wanted to hear about with any of these baseball stat pages? Uh, not particularly, uh, but there is one more thing I'd like to talk about before we close out today. Let it rip. Did you watch any of the match today? Between... I did not. So the match was Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning playing off against Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. Um, did you see any of the highlights, any of the quips, or are you blind to this? Uh, totally blind. I fell asleep today. <laughs> Understandable. 
Um, basically, what I'll just come down to is uh, Brady hit probably two of the best shots in the entire match, um, but was so unbearably awful for the rest of the rest of the round um, that he sank a terrific round by Phil Mickelson. Peyton Manning, very clearly the better golfer than Tom Brady, who got very flustered. It was very, very enjoyable to watch. How long was it? A couple of hours. They had a rain delay. But, like, just listening to, like, all these guys just drive around in golf carts, shoot the breeze, you know, hear pro golfer uh, announcers and pro golfers just kind of excuse me, just kind of chat and be like, yeah, this is what's going on. It's cool, you know, haha. It was a really fun and just like super casual and exactly what I hoped. So there actually is one thing that I did see uh, it, kind of in regards to this. Um, it's a little bit tangential, so do you mind moving away from this? Totally or is there anything right. else you wanted to say? Nope, I'm good. Uh, so Eli Manning joined Twitter. Um <laughs> And I don't follow him, but all of his tweets are like in my feed now, I guess, because people I follow follow him. Um, but uh, have you seen any of his tweets since he joined? Uh, I've seen a handful, but I also do not follow him. Uh, so, <laughs> like, all of his tweets include something about Frank's red hot, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know, buffalo sauce or whatever it is. Just Fra- right. Frank's red hot. All of his tweets were sponsored by Frank's Red Hot. So I did see like him post like shots at Tom or shots at Eli because you know they're brothers. He beat mm-hmm. Tom in two Super Bowls. Um, but they always ended with like hashtag Frank's Red Hot partner. <laughs> and, and I mean, like I I get it. Such like, a weird group. <laughs> it just was so weird. Like, and they all felt so clunky. Um. Like just to, like here here's a tweet from Eli Manning. Just to be clear, I'm not playing today because it would have been unfair. Also, I wasn't invited. Hashtag Frank's red hot partner. Hashtag tweet some heat. Ew. Like it just corporate sponsorship, man. Not 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 a thing I am a big fan of. Pro tip, maybe aim for the green parts. Hashtag Frank's red hot partner. Hashtag tweet some heat. God, oh, like, this, this one, is exactly oh, this one, how I would expect Eli Bedick to tweet. This one was the worst one. I forgot about this one. This one is by far the worst one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Is it normal to finish an entire bottle of at Frank's Red Hot in five holes? Asking for a friend. Hashtag Frank's Red Hot partner. Hashtag tweet some heat. Oh, that sounds so dirty. Oh, my God. I mean, it's... Oh. And again, I get it, man. Like they're probably throwing a ton of money at you right now, but at the same time, ugh, ugh, gross. Um, I listen. I love Frank's Red Hot as much as anybody else, but I will not be drinking Frank's Red Hot because Eli Manning is telling me to. No, 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 no. Also, an entire bottle like that's so much. How long? How long does five holes of golf take? Uh, uh, probably like an maybe like forty-five minutes. What? What are you doing with five with an entire bottle 
of of any hot sauce that you use the entire thing in for. Now, if he if he made all of it in one meal, like for like one meal, like he made like something en masse, and it required an entire bottle of hot sauce, that's one thing. But you wouldn't say like, oh man, I finished a whole bottle of hot sauce in forty five minutes. You'd say like, oh, I used a whole bottle of hot sauce to make that buffalo chicken dip or some shit like that. <laughs> the fact that he's saying like, oh, like he's saying like like he polished off a six pack, you know. Right. Oh, like, oh, I crushed my whole six pack in the first five holes. Oh, I I finished my whole bottle of Frank's Red Hot in the first five holes. That's weird, man. Yeah, it's weird and gross. That I think defines Eli Manning's entire playing career. Hundred <laughs> percent. Slash his Hall of Fame induction speech. I'd love to see like Eli Manning be the guy opposite Peyton, just like Peyton's like super outgoing, really funny, and just having a great time. And Eli's just like, yeah, yeah, that's funny, Peyton. <laughs> I hope that Eli Manning's eventual Hall of Fame speech is also sponsored by Frank's Red Hot. <laughs> oh, I'd love that so much. <laughs> it's just one big commercial for Frank's Red Hot. I could not have been here today. Without the support of my coaches, my friends, my teammates, and Frank's Red Hot uh, Buffalo Sauce, they made me the man I am today. Thank you. Oh, man, that was inspiring. Thanks, Frank's Red Hot. I remember when I was about to win the Super Bowl, it was the fourth quarter, and uh, I needed a little pep in my step. And my coach took some Frank's Red Hot, and and it made me feel a lot better. And I threw that pass to David Tyree, and it was all because Frank's Red Hot. So thank you, <laughs> Frank's Red Hot. <laughs> this is a truly awful tangent we found ourselves on. I'm kind of proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing beats the Mike Trout Golden Toilet one. Oh, absolutely. That, that was one of the ones we did. That was probably the best episode we've ever done. I, I, I think about it every now and then. What <laughs> glory that was. But anyway, I have nothing left to talk about today. Uh, nothing in sports news. Um, things might happen, and that's been the talk of the town. The NBA has uh, set up a plan that might have them resuming sport activity soon. Um, I know Governor Cuomo, uh, the governor of New York State, announced today that he was going to allow um, teams to start up spring training again. So mm-hmm. uh, the Mets and the Yankees can start spring training again, probably back down in Florida. I doubt they do it up, up here um, just because they're more likely to play down in Florida for the, for a whole season than they are in New York at this point. But as of right now, it's still all tentative. I'm not really sure there's anything to really break down yet. Uh, is there anything that, that, that you can think of that I, I, uh, I'm, I'm not thinking of at the moment? Carlos Hyde signed a deal with the Seahawks. Is this a groundbreaking signing? Um, I don't think it's groundbreaking. I, I hope it can do for Russell Wilson what the more complete Packers team has done for Aaron Rodgers and that, my God, they cannot expect him to keep being what he is going forward. Not as a dig at Russell Wilson, just... It's not fair to expect that of a quarterback for many, many seasons. So 
this is by far the best running back they've had since Marshawn Lynch, but uh, I don't know if that's going to be the thing that makes or breaks Seattle. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it adds really much. The real question is uh, about Frank Gore signing with the Jets and how that is going to win us the Super Bowl this year. I mean, he's the best running back that they've had in the history of ever, so I think they win the Super Bowl this year. I don't understand how you can think that the Jets having Frank Gore is not going to lead them to the Super Bowl. It's an indefensible position. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's Frank Gore on the Jets now, and that's how you win Super Bowls. I, you know what? You're making these points, and I just can't disagree with them. These are salient points, my friend. This is sports. <laughs> All right, we need to go. I have nothing left to say today. <laughs> oh, man, my words all feel made up. Um, all right, you, you good? Yes. All right, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers.gmail.com. Remember, Thursday's episode is still the movies. Um, episode Corwin's pick is Collateral. My pick is the Peanut Butter Falcon. Watch those movies ahead of the show or don't. I do not care. All right. Until Thursday, you all have a good Bye.